Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Did you know that Black and White Sports is the largest independently owned conservative sports brand in the world? We have over 125,000 subscribers on YouTube and over 39 million views. Our episodes get more views than most ESPN programming every single day. And now we have exploded on podcast. We brought our episodes to podcast for you to enjoy at work, school, in the car, on the beach, wherever you choose to consume our audio. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Breaker. Subscribe now. Let's talk about today's sponsor, Javi Coffee. Javi Coffee is the way I love to start off my morning. I work very, very hard for you guys to put out the best content possible. And I get my energy from Javi Coffee. Would you like to have that same energy that I have every single morning? Well, you should try Javi Coffee. And for you guys, you can actually get three bottles of Javi Coffee for only $16.95 per unit. Each bottle contains 30 servings. It will save you so much money from going to your local coffee shop. And by the way, folks, it actually tastes even better. You can use sugar. You can use monk fruit. I'm a low carb person. I don't like the carbs. This is keto friendly. And guys, it is super easy to make. Just put water in your cup, add one teaspoon or two teaspoons of Javi coffee, mix it up, use whipped cream, sugar, mop fruit, whatever. And folks, it tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi coffee delivered to you today. Friends, let's face it. The future of America is looking worse each day. Those who are observant have the feeling that something really bad is going to happen soon. If it does, are you prepared? Do you have enough food, water and other essentials to get you through tough times? If not, check out My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's number one preparedness company and they've served millions of American families. Right now, you can save 25 percent off their popular four-week emergency food kit, which will keep you well-fed with four weeks worth of breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, and snacks, totaling over 2,000 calories a day. This food stays fresh for up to 25 years in proper storage, so it will be there when you need it. In fact, you may need it a lot sooner than that. So don't wait. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com and claim your Four-week emergency food kit, you'll save 25% if you act now. That's preparewithblackandwhite.com. Don't wait. Do it today. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodriguez for Black and White Sports. Oh, we're going to talk about two of our favorites on this channel. 
Kobe Covington, and Jorge Masvidal. They're they're feuding with each other. That's right. That's right. Two of the most staunch Trump supporters are now at each other's throats. And um, wow, we got to cover this. We got to cover this. We're going to unpack it. Um, man, it seems like they are going down the road, getting ready for a fight in the future. And Jorge has come out and made some comments saying Kobe would just sell out Trump. Just sell out Trump at record speed if it came right down to it. Wow, it's pretty pretty crazy. Um, very quickly, I'm wearing our America First shirt. That punish and a flag combination is fantastic. It's my favorite shirt. Uh, we got it in all kinds of colors. That is the one I'm wearing right now in the MASH color. Anybody remember that legendary television show mash that is the color i've got on right now and for today and tomorrow only promo code fu biden fu biden all one word will get you 26 percent off our biggest discount in the history of the store get in there get it now let's get to this story because we've got a war of words from jorge masvidal and kobe covington Quote, the only thing he knows is sniffing crotches. Okay. <laughs> Jorge Masvidal slams Kobe Covington, claims chaos will turn his back on Donald Trump if it's profitable. Hmm. This is sports kida. Jorge Masvidal has hit out at former friend and training partner, Kobe Covington, man, that adds a juicy layer to this feud, claiming he would, quote, turn his back on Donald Trump if it suited him to do so. It's not exactly a secret that Jorge Masvidal and Kobe Covington aren't the best pals they once were at America Top Team. Nowadays, the two are welterweight rivals with chaos gearing up to face champion Kamaru Usman, for the second time, his hope is that he can avenge the defeat he suffered at UFC 245. In a recent live Q&A, Jorge, who hasn't fought since his own knockout loss to Usman, let it rip on Covington in what proved to be an intriguing conversation. Quote for Kobe, go ask him his favorite policy of Donald Trump's and go ask him anything politically related that actually has to make you think. The guy knows effing shit. He doesn't know anything. It's all one big shtick for him. It's all, how can I generate more eyeballs on me? As soon as he thinks that turning his back on Donald Trump will get him more eyeballs, then you'll see him coming off of it. Don't bring up Kobe to me with politics because that guy doesn't know shit. When it comes to politics, the only thing he knows is sniffing crotches, and that's because it's in his blood. Wow. Wow. Uh, Jorge's uh, feud with Kobe. While some feel there's too much of a pro-wrestling element to this feud, it definitely feels as if Jorge has a burning hatred for Kobe, and it seems to grow with each and every passing day. Whether or not they'll actually settle their differences inside the octagon is the biggest question of all here. Covington has his eyes firmly set on the title and Usman. So, and I don't know if I'm saying that guy's name exactly right. Jorge Masvidal 
Meanwhile, is still waiting for a chance to get back into contention. His last two appearances have fallen short at capturing welterweight gold. While a clash between Gamebred and Covington is unlikely right now, it's certainly likely to be an option down the line. The fans undoubtedly will get behind that matchup. And, of course, they're talking about heading into 266 UFC. Uh, I think we all want to see this fight, don't we? Don't we want to see this fight? I know I'd like to see it. Um, what do you think about him saying that he would sell out Donald Trump? I'm not too sure about that. I don't know. Look, we like both of these guys on this channel. And generally speaking, UFC, at least leading into fights, is at its best when it does take on an element of pro wrestling. Okay, when it does become a little WWE, NWA, WCW, um, AEW, when that element comes in and these guys take some... One thing that always surprises me about UFC, they take some unbelievable personal shots at each other and then and then they're totally cool as soon as the fight's over. As soon as the fight is over... They're hugging it out. They're back to being best friends, but they've learned to play it up in order to get eyeballs for that pay-per-view. Dana White's done a great job at that. Look, I'm not going to trash either one of these guys. Uh, I think Kobe's been pretty... He seems to be pretty honest when it comes to Trump, but so has Jorge, and Trump has met with both of these guys on different occasions, and Trump likes both of them. So I would wait for 45 to say something about one of these two before I make any real judgments. Uh, but I think it's intriguing. I do think there's some kind of a fight brewing here. I mean, surely Dana White, you got your ears on right now. If you see this video, which is possible, uh, look, put this fight together in the future. I know I would watch it. I would grab that in a minute and check it out. I mean, Kobe versus Jorge. Yeah, I'd watch that in a, in a second. In fact, of a lot of the fights out there, at least from a personality versus personality standpoint, I'd like to see this fight. I would. Tell me in the comment section. I know you guys are very, very animated about these two. Uh, you guys really like both of these guys. So tell me what you think. When it comes down, they're headed towards a fight. They are. So tell me what you think. Do you think Kobe's a grifter? I'm not too sure about that. But... We know this stuff starts getting personal as they start warming up towards a possible matchup. And there's no, look, these days, there's no more better way to get personal than starting to, starting to take shots at somebody over their allegiances to Trump. That's a good way to get a hell of a fight brewing. It is. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and white sports fans, we may have a war on our hands when it comes to Usain Bolt and Shikari Richardson. Now, the other day, my partner in crime here on the channel, Rhodes Rants, did a video about Usain Bolt basically telling Shikari Richardson to shut up and train harder. Because remember, she was actually suspended 
for failing a drug test. That's why she was not selected to go to the Olympics. But she returned and she finished dead last. Dead last, folks. The Jamaicans, they beat her up pretty good in that meet. And she was talking a lot of trash, guys. And when the GOAT, Usain Bolt, gives you advice, I probably would listen to it. You know why? Because the man has eight Olympic gold medals. You guys want to know how many Shakira Richardson has? She has zero. A big, fat goose egg. So he has her beat eight to nothing. But, however, she does have him beat one nothing when it comes to drug suspensions. But Shakira Richardson now has fired back at Usain Bolt. Over here on the New York Post, Shakira Richardson fires back at Usain Bolt over train harder advice. I guess apparently she didn't like that he was telling her that she should be training harder. That's how champions are made, you know. But I guess she doesn't want to be a champion. It says here, American sprinter Shakari Richardson appeared to fire back at retired Olympic sprinter Usain Bolt for suggesting in an interview with the Post that she should focus on training over trash talking. Yeah, nobody should be talking trash when you finish dead last. Richardson took to her Instagram story on Sunday, according to a screen grab by the shade, the shade room to repost a fan comment. She reposted a fan comment. This wasn't even on words right here. Okay. Repost a fan comment that read, quote, everybody wants to give advice in the media, but none of them actually take the time to speak to her outside of the media. So I feel her stop speaking on me when you don't even speak to me. Close quote. Now, guys, I really don't even know if Usain Bolt even knows Shikari Richardson. I don't know if they've ever talked before. I mean, think think of this, guys. The man is in Jamaica. She's out here in the U.S. I believe she's in Oregon or something like that. So if if he wants to give advice in the media, that was pretty harmless, you know, just train harder. That's all he was saying. I believe that's fair. I really do. It says here the 21 year old Richardson added her own words to the post writing, quote, good humbling morning to y'all. And I could not have said it better. So she 100 percent agrees with this comment here from this fan of hers on Instagram. Yeah, don't speak to me in the media. OK. In the second slide, Richardson wrote, y'all haven't se- y'all haven't even heard the half of me. Over a photo of herself smirking with a legs cross. Well, we haven't heard half of you. Well, you've been speaking a lot, but we did see you coming dead last. The only way you can rectify that is to get back on the track field and win. You know, stop smoking the weed and getting suspended and stop coming in last place. Shakari Richardson's appearance to me now. Is that maybe she's trying to come off as some kind of a victim now. Maybe she is. Maybe the media is going to slam Usain Bolt for giving this advice, you know, because he's going after her, even though I believe he's just trying to actually really be positive, you know, and give her good advice. During his interview with the Post, Bolt said, quote, if you 
talk that bit talk, you have to back it up. I would tell Shakari to train harder and to be focused and not say too much. So just train hard and focus on that and try to come back and do it and then talk about it, said Bowden, eight time Olympic gold medalist. Richardson returned to the track in August at the Prefontaine Classic in Eugene, that's in Oregon, following her Tokyo Olympics ban due to a failed drug test for marijuana. After teasing her return in various social media posts, she finished last out of nine runners in the 100 meters and withdrew from the 200 meters. Jamaica's Elaine Thompson Hera won the race. Bolt, a Jamaican native, also explained that Richardson's quote shit talking makes her vulnerable to rival Jamaican competitors. Quote, Jamaicans are vets because she was talking a lot of shit before the actual race. It is just one of those things, he said. Jamaicans don't like when people talk shit about us because we are a very proud people. So if you talk about us, we are going to want to want you to back it up. It definitely gave those women the extra push to win. Richardson rose to fame when she won the 100 meter on the same track in Oregon at the U.S. Olympic trials in June. But what did it get her? It got her nothing. She has won nothing since that Olympic trial. She has been an utter failure. And Usain Bolt just giving her good advice. But Shakari Richardson has to go out there on Instagram, share a story of somebody else's words to clap back at Usain Bolt. I would have took the advice, man. The man's the GOAT. The man has won eight Olympic gold medals for a reason. If he's giving you advice, Shakari Richardson, I would highly, highly take it. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Shakari Richardson doesn't seem to want the advice of an eight-time Olympic gold medalist. Why she has zero. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodriance for our black and white sports. We are just a few short weeks away from the return of the Marxist NBA of China. Now, of course, all of their fans will tell you how the NBA had this brave, stunning, and courageous comeback last year. But yet they really and truly had three good games with good ratings. Three. That's right. Outlier games, complete outlier games, perfect storm kind of games coming together to give them, honestly, good ratings for 2020, 2021, but compared to 2019, those good ratings still sucked, okay? Uh, so the league hasn't bounced back. It's not, it's not made this courageous return. However, the league that we love to further destroy because of their loyalties to China and Marxism, is coming back in a few short weeks, and Skip Bayless has 
He never takes a break. The man with the drip never takes a break from undisputed. He will never leave LaChina James, LeBron James, alone, ever. He will never leave him alone, and we are going to get to that in just one second. Very quickly, I'm wearing our Defund the Athletes Robo Letters shirt. You can get this bad boy out of the merch store today and tomorrow only. Our biggest discount ever, promo code FUBIDEN, FUBIDEN, all one word, for 26% off this shirt or any other shirt in the merch store. That's the exact one I'm wearing. LeBron James isn't even in the stratosphere as Kevin Durant. Skip Bayless dishes more disrespect towards King James. Okay. As as list for MVP odds for 21-22 season gets out. Oh, LeBron might need a cane by the time he gets through this season. He's getting so old. Fox Sports 1 analyst Skip Bayless takes another shot at LeBron James, compares the King with Kevin Durant, and calls them leagues apart. I don't think that's a big stretch by uh, Skip Bayless in the least. The NBA season is less than a month away. I think Stephen A. Smith has even come out and said he thinks Kevin Durant's the best player. On a on the very first day, we will see a mammoth clash between the Bucks and the Nets, followed by the Warriors and the Lakers. With the kind of changes both the Nets and the Lakers have made, they skyrocketed their chances to win it all this season. Did they? Did they? With the addition of Russell <laughs> Russell Westbrook? Is that a joke? Okay. There have been a lot of debates regarding which team is better, and we may see some questions answered when they actually get on the court. Till then, we will rely on public polls and opinions. Recently, a poll calculated the MVP and title chances for various players and teams. Kevin Durant topped the charts whereas LeBron James ranked number seven on the MVP odds. So, Skip Bayless takes another dig at LeBron, hypes up Kevin Durant. And, of course, this media site has to hype up James, a 17-time All-Star and four-time NBA champion, four-time MVP. Kevin Durant is still considered one of the best players in the league as a major achievement of its own. Kevin Durant, on the other hand, looks deadlier than ever since he's returned from his Achilles injury. After the poll results came out, Skip Bayless made sure he brought it up on Undisputed. He reiterated and called Kevin Durant the best player in the world while claiming LBJ is not even in the same stratosphere. All I know is what I've been saying for three years. Kevin Durant is the best player on the planet. He ran away with the MVP calculations, and if Kawhi was halfway healthy, he'd be ranked above LeBron. And he goes on to talk about they talked about it more on Undisputed. While all this Durant appreciation is understandable, there's no reason to bring LBJ uh, down while doing so. James is a top five player. Is he? Is LeBron James uh, still a top five player? LeBron, LeWoke, LaChina, LeBronda? Uh, I wonder about that. At his age, we've seen him start having those injuries mounting up. Um, I wonder, okay, and this super team, I hate it. Okay, I hate this team that he put together. I cannot believe out of all the players that he tried to recruit, because that's what he does, he can't go out there and win a title on his own or with maybe one other guy that was drafted by the club. Look, 
How many legitimate title, titles does LeBron really have? Um, the one in Cleveland with Kyrie that was drafted by the Cleveland Cavaliers. So he's got one championship. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so I, I don't like super teams, guys. Uh, I think teams should grow organically, and I don't think players should be general managers. Okay? I just don't. That should be le- left up to general managers. They also should not be picking their head coaches and getting them all fired. Yeah, LeBron. Anyway, so uh, I don't like this team they put together. I mean, Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, there's only one ball on the court, okay? And Russell Wilson is one of the biggest ball hogs ever. I mean, and is his head even going to be in the game? I mean, after wearing that skirt down the street, going to that whatever it was? I mean, we're talking killer instinct here, aren't we? Now we know why Russell Westbrook hadn't won anything. That killer instinct just quite ain't there. Look, LeBron is trying to add to his legacy because he thinks if he drags uh, Russell Westbrook into a championship, it will further cement his legacy. What legacy is that exactly? You're never catching Michael Jordan. Okay? You're never catching. In my opinion, LeBron James's legacy is written. It's a wrap. It's over. And Skip Bayless tells us what I think a lot of us think right now. Kevin Durant is the best player in the league, I think. I believe Stephen A. Smith has said it. Skip Bayless has said it. But I think Kevin Durant is is the best player in the league. I think he actually showed it, believe it or not. Part of it was at the Olympics, which is shocking, but he did nonetheless. And if I have to look at a team, if I have to pick a team, I'd pick the Nets right now, although I've got my reservations about James Harden ever winning a title. He's kind of cut out of the same mold as Russell Westbrook, if you ask me. But I do think Harden's a better player. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. We're just a few short weeks to going all in on that ass in the NBA. We're going to tear them up for another seven months. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, Black and White Sports fans, let's talk about ESPN. ESPN, Rachel Nichols, Malika Andrews, The Jump. Let's talk about all of that. Now, guys, we know that, um, at least we knew that uh, Rachel Nichols was the host of The Jump on ESPN. And we know that Rachel Nichols basically got fired from ESPN for a comment about Rachel Nichols on a hot mic if you want to call it that, during last year's NBA bubble. ESPN knew about this. And Maria Taylor, she's jetted out. She's over to NBC Sports. And Rachel Nichols is basically a person without a country. She's at ESPN, but yet she's not allowed to do anything at ESPN. And as far as we know, as of right now, she can't even get another job because she's under contract with ESPN. Now, Malika Andrews was brought into the NBA Finals, this uh, past NBA Finals. And now Malika Andrews 
is the new Rachel Nichols replacement. ESPN today officially has moved away from Rachel Nichols because there's a new show and it's called NBA Today hosted by Malika Andrews. So we're going to be diving into that in this video, guys. First, check out blackandwhitenetwork.com for exclusive content, Black and White Network, news, entertainment, and sports. We actually have memberships available over there just starting at $5 per month. We post private videos over there just for the members. And there's also free content, articles coming. We're really trying to grow that platform. But if you can't support us through a membership, just consider giving a one-time donation by clicking the donation tab. Let's go ahead. Let's move into this, guys. Over here on the New York Post, ESPN has officially transitioned from Rachel Nichols to Malika Andrews. So Malika Andrews is the new Rachel Nichols, if you want to call it that. But let's read this article here and see what it says. ESPN NBA journalist Malika Andrews will officially take over Rachel Nichols, the jump time slot on the network as host of her own show. Andrews will will lead NBA Today, an hour-long show providing daily coverage of all aspects of the NBA, premiering October 18th at 3 p.m., the network confirmed Monday. The new show is a part of the 26-year-old's multi-year contract extension. Andrew Marshan reported in his exclusive Post Sports Plus newsletter on Monday morning that Andrews was the heavy favorite for the job. The final episode of The Jump will air Friday, October 8th. ESPN removed Nichols as host of the show, along with all ESPN programming in August after a previous disparaging diversity comments about former ESPN broadcaster Maria Taylor were made public in July. In leak audio, Nichols was on a phone call actually with uh, LeBron James's, uh not not necessarily his agent, but uh, one, of, one of the persons in LeBron James inner circle. But it goes on, it says, and implied that Taylor received an ESPN gig she claimed was initially meant for her, she said was in her contract, because Taylor is black and the network was feeling pressure about his crappy longtime record on diversity. And you know what, guys? Rachel Nichols may have actually been right about this. Think of this. Rachel Nichols got replaced by Maria Taylor, who's black, and now she's getting replaced by Malika Andrews who's also black. Now, when it comes to ESPN first take, Stephen A. Smith is black. He got it. He got a white guy, Matt Kellerman, kicked off the show because he didn't want him there anymore. So, and we know how Stephen A. loves to race bait, saying black people don't get these opportunities. Black people are calling the shots now over there at ESPN. But I digress. Nichols later issued a tearful apology during an episode of The Jump. ESPN also replaced Nichols with Andrews as the network sideline reporter during the 2021 NBA Finals. It marked the Rising Stars first time covering the NBA Finals and she impressed in her debut. Now, I wouldn't know because I didn't watch it. If she was good, no hats off to her if she was good. But uh, I didn't watch the NBA Finals. I don't watch the Marches NBA China. Taylor never addressed the situation directly though she shared quotes to social media about rising through dark times. She did not renew a contract with ESPN 
following her coverage of the NBA Finals as host of NBA Countdown and instead struck a mega deal with NBC. Not exactly sure how much she's making because we heard that she actually wanted Stephen A. Smith kind of money. And Maria Taylor is not worth Stephen A. Smith kind of money. Taylor made her debut with the network in late July when she covered the Tokyo Olympics. ESPN announced the cancellation of the jump in August when they remove Nichols from the network's overall programming. Though the show returned with Andrews as a temporary host before retired NBA champion Richard Jefferson took over in September. He was a regular fixture on the show, providing analysis and commentary. And that's Malik Andrews right there. Andrews will be joined on NBA Today by a panel of ESPN NBA analysts, including Kendrick Perkins, Chinny Ogumwumaiti, I never could pronounce the name, folks, Vince, Vince Carter, and ESPN senior writer Zach Lowe. ESPN senior NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski and ESPN NBA insider and senior writer Ramona Shelburne, among other ESPN NBA reporters, will contribute to the show. Quote, it's an incredible time to cover the NBA and league that is full of characters and stories that have resonance far beyond the sports world. Our goal every day is to deliver information and analysis to our viewers that can't be gleaned away, gleaned anywhere else. I'm so excited to showcase the league and the talented reporters, analysts, and insiders on our team, Andrews said in a press release announcing the show. The debut of NBA Today will be on ESPN2 one day prior to the start of the 2021-22 NBA regular season on October 19th. Man, amazing. It seems like the NBA Finals was just yesterday, and now... We're less than a month away from the next season. Wow. But what do you guys think of this? What do you guys think of Malika Andrews getting her own show, NBA Today, replacing the jump, replacing Rachel Nichols? I can honestly say, folks, I won't be watching it. I'm not going to watch the NBA this season going forward. You guys already know where we stand on this. The NBA is unwatchable for many, many reasons. And ESPN is also a part of the problem with the Marxist NBA China. Guys, this is all political. ESPN is super political. They did it to themselves. Uh, but if Malik Andrews does a good job, I'm not wishing her to do bad. I hope she does well. And honestly, folks, I wish sports overall would just get back to sports. I really, really do wish it would just get back to sports. But I have a feeling ESPN will never learn their lesson. Everything is political. Everything is identity politics. It is what it is. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. tuning into black and white sports on youtube the no holds barred truth on sports the main event starts now black and white sports fans week two sunday nfl games are in the books and on sunday night we were treated to 
the Baltimore Ravens at home against the defending AFC champion Kansas City Chiefs. Now, Lamar Jackson has been known up to this point not being able to defeat the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs had seemed to be his kryptonite going into this game. And guys, he broke the curse. If you actually want to call it a curse, you know, it's only three games, by the way. But he got the W. The Kansas City Chiefs blew an 11-point lead in the fourth quarter. Patrick Mahomes did not get it done. The Chiefs fall to 1-1. One and one. But this video here is mainly about Patrick Mahomes' brother. Because Patrick Mahomes' brother, Jackson Mahomes, was up to some shenanigans in the stands with fans. He was getting heckled, and he, as he was getting heckled, the Chiefs were actually blowing their lead, and they lost in the end. And I guess you can say that uh, Jackson Mahomes was very, very salty. He probably took the loss worse than Patrick Mahomes, worse than uh, Travis Kelsey, et cetera, et cetera, okay? Because now, Jackson Holmes has now went viral for dumping water on taunting Ravens fans in a viral video. You can see here, that is Jackson Mahomes right there in the middle. And I'm actually going to blow this up because we're going to do a reaction to this. That's Jackson Mahomes right there. This is actually a Travis Kelsey's uh, girlfriend right there. And let's look at the reaction of Patrick Mahomes' brother dumping water on these Baltimore Ravens fans as the game had ended. And Jackson Mahomes looks pretty salty here. So let's go ahead. Let's roll this clip here. You see, they're saying, we're so sorry for you. We're so sorry for you because the Ravens actually came back. And you can see here that Jackson Mahomes has the water in his hand and he's about to dump it on him. You know what, guys? You know what's interesting about this? It, it it definitely, the look on his face, I know it's a little bit blurry here, but it did look like he was taking this very, very personal. By the way, his reaction, you know, he wasn't smiling or anything. He looked dead serious uh, when he was actually dumping the water on these uh, fans here. Let's look at it again. Yeah, the look on his face there just leads me to believe he was dead serious. He was salty. And really, guys, he was really just being a sore loser right there. I mean, guys, what do you think it is? What do you guys think of Jackson Mahomes dumping water on these Baltimore Ravens fans? The Ravens just won the game. You know, they're going to be taunting you. This is to be expected. I mean, the, the Ravens. They've struggled with the Chiefs. But since uh, Patrick Mahomes has actually been there, we know how great Patrick Mahomes is. You got to be better than this, man. You really, really got to be better than this. I mean, he was just being a bit too salty. Dumping water on these uh, Ravens fans. I don't know if uh, Patrick Mahomes was actually asked about this. I would be very much interested, interested to see what his reaction is to all of this. I'm pretty sure Patrick Mahomes is just worried about, man, we actually blew 
an 11-point lead, and we're now 1-1. One one. The first couple of ga- games here, the Chiefs haven't really looked the best. I know they played um, a couple of uh, good teams in the, um, in the Browns and now the Ravens. But for the most part, in that first game, the Chiefs' offense was dead in the water. And in this game, they blew an 11-point lead. Now, I fully expect the Chiefs to be very, very good. I really, really do. But uh, the Ravens, they come back and they win. What do you guys think of this? And what do you guys think of Jackson Mahomes dumping water on Ravens fans? I think it's a bit immature. I think it's very, very salty. But those Ravens fans, they were happy to get the the win. And I'm pretty sure they wouldn't mind getting uh, dumped on multiple times if it means that their team beats the Chiefs. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodriance for Black and White Live. Well, the Houston Texans has answered the question we asked last night, which is whether or not Deshaun Watson is going to be active for the game against the Panthers on Thursday night. The answer is no. David Coley propped the door open. The head coach yesterday, when he was asked by the media, could Deshaun Watson be an option? And he said, we'll see. We'll have to see. Well, that is propping the door open, whether David Coley likes it or not. And we did a video on that. Now David Coley has come back and said he will not be active for the game against the Panthers. Now, there's a couple of dynamics here. We talked about it before. One of the dynamics is whether or not the NFL and the Texans have an agreement behind the scenes not to activate this guy because of all the misconduct and criminal allegations that Deshaun Watson's got against him. Now, there's the other dynamic of the fact that as badly of a bind that the Houston Texans are in right now, as badly of a bind as they're in, did they go to Watson and ask him If he would step up and play for this team, considering Tyrod Taylor is out with a hamstring injury and they don't know if he's coming back, did he tell them no? That is such an interesting dynamic. It's such an interesting question because it tells you the lack of character this guy may truly have. If he's willing to stick to his guns to the point that he's willing to let the team that drafted him and signed him to a monster extension to just be in a bind. Too bad. You're a Pro Bowl quarterback. I don't want to step up and help my team out that I'm with right now. As a fan of the Dolphins or of the Eagles or any of these other teams interested, boy, is this a guy I want on my team? Let's get to this. I wouldn't want him, I can tell you. David Coley, Houston Texans quarterback. Deshaun Watson won't be active Thursday night. Tyrod Taylor is day-to-day getting an MRI. Quarterback Deshaun Watson will not be active for the Texans against the Panthers on Thursday night, despite starter 
Tyrod Taylor's uncertain status. Coach David Coley said on Monday, Taylor is getting an MRI on his left hamstring and is considered day-to-day, Coley said. Taylor was replaced by Davis Mills to start the second half of Sunday's game against the Browns. Mills went 8 of 18 passing for 102, a touchdown and an interception in the 31-21 loss to the Bills or to the uh, Browns. Mills was Houston's first pick in the draft, a third-round selection in April. Watson was not active for the Texans' first two games this season. He faces 22 active lawsuits with allegations of, let's call it misconduct and inappropriate behavior. I'm cleaning that up for YouTube. But he has not been restricted from taking part in any NFL team activities. The quarterback also requested a train in January. He was not happy with the direction of the franchise and the process used to hire Nick Casario, the general manager. Texans sought a package of six players and NFL draft picks from teams interested in Watson this summer. League sources have told Adam Schefter. And guys, let us not lose sight of the fact that that this dude wanted out of town because he wasn't happy with the amount of black people working for the Texans. Think about that a minute, okay? Uh, utterly insane. And guys, I'm t- here to tell you, I was a big Deshaun Watson guy. I was. I thought this guy was a high character guy. I thought he had his head screwed on straight. I thought Dabo really had him in a good place coming out of Clemson. And we have found out he is a grade-A scumbag. Let's just keep it real, okay? He's a scumbag. Um, But the Miami Dolphins and the Eagles and some of these other teams are still really interested. You know, I'm glad my 49ers decided to go a different direction at quarterback. Uh, I am. I know people are fans of Deshaun Watson. If I'm a Texans fan, I'm furious with Watson right now. And the other dynamic, and it's something I haven't brought up in a long time, but I'll say it again here, Nick Casario was one of the most in-demand individuals for a general manager's job for the last five years. And nobody could get him. Nobody could get him away from the Patriots. The Patriots kept blocking his hiring. All these teams around the league wanted Nick Casario. was considered one of the smartest guys in the league. And the Texans land him, and Deshaun Watson thinks he's not good enough? Okay. By the way, the Texans look pretty good. I know they lost yesterday, but I think it comes down to the wire if Tyrod Taylor does not get hurt yesterday. And I think the Texans may be a little better than we uh, first perceived. They got a stable of running backs on that team. Their defense has played a little better. And... They're better than last year. I think the Texans are better than last year. And not everybody was high on David Coley. A lot of people, they th- thought that he got hired to placate Deshaun Watson. And maybe he did. But David Coley don't look so bad right now. He doesn't. I mean, who knows how the season's going to play out. And they are devoid of talent. They're trying to replenish their draft picks. And if I'm the Texans... I say, you know what, give me a one, give me three twos, and get this jerk out of town. Replenish my draft status, uh, get a draft pick for next year, or drop something. Something that you're asking. Six picks? I think it's out of hand considering this guy's uh, current stature in the NFL. You know, just get him out of town. 
And again, if I'm a Texans fan and I found out the Texans went to him and said, hey, will you play this week? We're in a bind. And he said, no, why would you want this guy back ever? Tell me what you think, black and white live fans. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White Live fans, one of the biggest questions out there in sports, mainly talking about the NFL, is how long can the GOAT keep going? Tom Brady, the GOAT quarterback, and to me, the GOAT NFL player, he is still going strong at age 44. The man yesterday had five touchdown passes. I know it was against the Falcons. I get that. But that's still an NFL team, and he threw five touchdown passes against them through four the week previous against the Cowboys. He's leading the league with nine touchdown passes. And to me right now, he is the front runner for MVP. Now, Tom Brady said, always said the goal was always to play to age 45. Now, he's only a year away from 45. Both him and me are the same age, 44. But Tom Brady seems to be pushing the envelope yet again. Now he's talking about playing to age 50. Now, guys, I must even admit that myself. That really sounds crazy. 45, to me, honestly, didn't sound that crazy when he first said that he wanted to play to 45. Now, I must be honest, I didn't think he would be this great. But, man, he is not falling off whatsoever. This man is getting it done. And in two weeks, he's going to be going up against his old football team, the New England Patriots, up in Foxborough. Now, Bill Belichick now has weighed in on if Tom Brady can play to age 50. So let's go ahead. Let's dive into this, guys. Over here on Yahoo Sports, Bill Belichick weighs in on Tom Brady playing until he's 50. Teases Julian Elliman impression. All right, let's see what Bill Belichick has to say. Does he think it's crazy if uh, Tom Brady, that Tom Brady could play to 50? Let's see. The conversation on if Tom Brady could and would play until he's 50 bubbled up again last week. Now, Bill Belichick, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback's former coach, is weighing in on the possibility. Brady stoked the conversation during a chat on Tommy and Gronky, a show produced by the Buccaneers starring Brady and Rob Gronkowski, when asked if he could play until he's 50, which would be six years, the way the, which would be in six years, the six-time Super Bowl winner responded with, hold on a second, Yahoo Sports, get it right, the man has won seven Super Bowls, Super Bowls, okay? Seven. But anyway, Brady responded, quote, I think I can. I think it's a yes. The man is supremely confident. Now, we all know Matt Kellerman was saying, oh, Tom Brady's going to fall off a cliff. That seemed like seven years ago, if I'm not mistaken. But Tom Brady has been excellent in his 40s. Excellent. Now, I can honestly say, folks, with confidence, you will not see any NFL quarterback play like this in their 40s ever. 
Not Aaron Rodgers if he plays to 40. Patrick Mahomes, I don't think they would play at this level. I just don't. Belichick, the New England Patriots head coach, was asked for his thoughts on it during an appearance on the Greg Hill show on WEI. He says this, quote, I'm sure Tom would know better than anybody. So if anybody can do it, it's probably him. Belichick said. Now, to me, that sounds like some kind of praise coming from Belichick because this man gives nobody any praise. Nobody. But you know what, though? Belichick is right. If anybody could do it, it's probably Tom Brady. Probably so. Brady is still playing at a high level and could realistically take down a single season touchdown record at age 44. If he would actually if if he actually wants to play until 50 seems to be the better question, though, as Brady noted in the segment, he does live in a retirement state already. So what's the big deal? I believe the only thing that's going to stop him. If he wants to play to 50. Is Giselle. Giselle is the only person that I believe that could actually stop Tom Brady. I'm not talking about defenses. I'm talking about his wife because we know his wife wanted him to retire years ago. But Tom said, you know what? I'm having way too much fun. Now, if you look at Tom Brady, one one, one reason I believe uh, athletes do retire in the NFL. They get tired. At, they really get tired at daily grind, you know, going to the meetings, uh, working out, that kind of thing. Tom Brady loves all of that. He does. The WWE conversation moved on from there, focusing mostly back to the Patriots. Okay, Uh, that's the Julian Edelman thing, so I'm not going to be talking about that. That's probably another video there. But what do you guys think of this? What do you guys think of Bill Belichick saying that if Tom Brady could play to 50, if he wanted to play, it's possible he could do it. Now, we know George Blanda played to age 48. He was a quarterback, but at that time, He wasn't playing the quarterback position. Now, I must admit. If Brady wants to do it, he puts his mind to it. Hopefully he can. But I really don't want to see Tom Brady, you know, having to be wheeled out onto the field to play quarterback. I don't want to see a diminished Tom Brady. I don't want to see it. You know, I remember uh, Brett Favre's last season. That was hard to watch. Uh, Brett Favre, if I'm not mistaken, he was uh, 40 or 41. I don't remember. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, I believe, was 38 or 39. That was really, really hard to watch, man. I know he won the Super Bowl, but he got benched. I mean, he was horrible that last season. I don't want to see Tom Brady go out like that. I don't care if he's 60. I don't want to see that. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white live fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Live. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now.
Black and white sports fans, I am absolutely outraged about this story I'm going to be telling you guys about right now. And I'm talking about Major League Baseball, Rob Manfred, woke MLB. Because what MLB has done now to a small city in Minnesota is destroyed the local economy. Now, MLB want to show how woke they are because Georgia, they pass voting reform over there. You actually have to show an ID to vote over there. And what did MLB do? They sided with the leftists and moved the all-star game out of Atlanta, Georgia, where over 51% of the population there is black. And now guys, MLB is wrecking another city folks. I'm shocked, but I guess I shouldn't be too shocked right here because MLB seems to be wanting to make China great again, not America, because MLB is clearly China first, just like the NBA. Check this out, guys. MLB moves bat production company from United States to China. It says here when Major League Baseball hosted its Field of Dreams game, In Iowa in August, it was a celebration of small town America. But less than 100 miles away, a small town is worrying that its local economy that's centered around baseball is getting shut out. Chris Van Cleve traveled to Caledonia, Minnesota, where a factory partially owned by MLB is closing up shop and shipping jobs overseas to our enemies in China. Rob Manfred, why is this happening? You want to you want to criticize Georgia for their voting laws over there. Do you know what's going on in China with the Uyghurs? Do you know that people in China don't have the freedom of speech like we have here? Do you not know That the Chinese Communist Party is oppressive. They don't care about that. They're looking strictly at dollars and cents. This is insane, guys. And you know what? This has been in the works for a while because this article here. This is back from uh, July. I didn't even know about this. I really did not know about this, guys. This is about Mike and Sports. That is in Minnesota. That is the Bat Production Company. Check this out. This is actually from um, July. There's a crisis developing in a local small town. The town's major employer is announcing it's closing down, sending around 80 jobs to China. It's in Caledonia, Minnesota, in the southeastern corner of the state, and the company is Mike and Sports. It makes equipment for Major League Baseball. Not anymore. Our enemies are going to be making equipment for Major League Baseball. It says on Thursday, U.S. Senator Tina Smith is getting directly involved, trying to save the plant and the jobs. Obviously, it was to no avail. And Major League Baseball is getting roasted on Twitter for this move. You can see here, MLB moves back production company from the United States to China. Guess it is time to boycott baseball and buying bars. 
Another person says because MLB cannot afford bats, bat, bats need them made cheaper, please. Unreal, guys. I can't believe that they are doing this. Person says, seriously, at MLB, at MLB Network, at All-Star Game. Yeah, they're doing it because they are clearly not about America first. Baseball used to be the American pastime. It used to be. But not anymore. Because all these sports leads, Hollywood, they want to get in bed with China so bad. They are destroying this country. You see here, MLB moves bat production company from United States to China. Ouch. The great American pastime, baseball, hot dogs, apple pie, Chevrolet. Does America still grow apples? Unreal. Tim Burchett says, you should be ashamed, MLB. Absolutely. They should be ashamed. But guys, they are not ashamed. They're not ashamed. And China is just going to take over everything. China is absolutely loving the divide in this country. They don't fear us. They're going to be the new superpower if they're not already there. The sports leads, Hollywood, they want to make China great again and not America. They're willing to overlook all the atrocities that are going on over there in China. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. MLB is a disaster. Rob Manfred should be ashamed of himself. The owners of these MLB teams should be ashamed of themselves for putting America last and putting China first. But they want to tell you. That you are bad if you ask somebody for an ID to vote. When you have concentration camps in China and they just ignore all that. And they say, fine, we're going to leave you Americans unemployed, destroy the local economy because we want to make China great again. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to Black and White Sports and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White Sports fans, I think we all can agree. That sports is supposed to unify us, not divide us. But one thing we have seen of sports over the past year, whether whether it's the NBA or NFL, is that the leaders of these sports leagues are really trying to divide us, divide us among racial lines. They want to bring in some kind of a neo new segregation out there. Now, the NFL last season brought in the Black National Anthem. They played it uh, sparingly throughout the season. They started off the first game this year with the quote unquote Black National Anthem, even though we only have one national anthem, the Star Spangled Banner. 
And they got backlash for it. Liberals, conservatives, Bill Maher, Megyn Kelly, Isaiah Thomas has come out and slammed the NFL for that. And others. But it seems now that the NFL is not listening to the backlash. And now they want to be even more divisive and play the quote unquote black national anthem before every single NFL game. Now, since the games are going on right now at the time of this recording, I'm not exactly sure if the networks actually showed the playing of lift every voice and sing. I'm not really sure. But Jason Whitlock, who actually interviewed Isaiah Thomas, and they were talking about um, race in America and that kind of thing. He has come out and he has doubled down and slammed the NFL yet again. The NFL, you had one job, unify us. Now you got white people crushing you for this. And you also have black people crushing you for this. You're alienating people. And I wish that they would just wake up and say, you know what? We only should have one anthem, just one. But you guys got to remember Roger Goodell. Last season, before last season, said that we were apologizing to Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick, a communist, a man that knelt for the national anthem that is pro-Cuba, pro-Castro, the regime that has tortured and killed people. Roger Goodell apologized to that guy. It's pretty sad, folks. Let's go over here to Fox News because Jason Whitlock gave an interview with Fox News. Two national anthems unhealthy for unification of America. Jason Whitlock. Whitlock recalls chat with NBA star Isaiah Thomas about consequences of racial Division. Now, guys, they're not trying to bring us together. They probably like this division here. They probably like this divide. The mainstream media definitely wants us to be divided. That way they can call people on the right racist who only want one national anthem. It's scary times in this country, folks. It really is, because I was actually watching a video on YouTube the other day from Campus Reform And they go around on college campuses and these students were saying that the Constitution should be abolished. Think about that. This is absolutely crazy. Because they are bought into the BLM, the Marxism, that kind of thing. It says here, NBA Hall of Famer Isaiah Thomas criticized the NFL's decision to play the Black National Anthem before the 2021 season opening And radio host Jason Whitlock told Fox and Friends Weekend that he agrees there's a conversation to be had. Whitlock spoke with Thomas in an interview Thursday as part of the Fearless with Jason Whitlock podcast, where the former basketball star suggested that playing both national anthems is only dividing the country instead of unifying it. Now, listen to most of that podcast. Uh. Actually, the show is normally like around an hour and 15 minutes. This one was like over two hours, but it was some really, really good stuff. Quote, he was pointing out the obvious that I think we all agree on. Willot said, you can't have two national anthems if you want to be one country. Absolutely. Name, name a country that has two national anthems. I can't think of one because if you have two anthems, You don't have a country, you know, to use a sports reference here. 
If you have two quarterbacks, you have none. But it goes on. It says the radio host said his two hour conversation with Thomas focused largely on racial division in the U.S. and how race is a false construct to get ahead of. Quote, anybody that's a rational person realizes two national anthems is unhealthy, he said, is not unifying. And this is the kicker right here. The NFL has bent over backwards for Black Lives Matter and the Marxist agenda and has adopted practices that totally contradict everything you're taught in teen sports and everything that the NFL was about. Now, I'm wondering, folks, if there is some divide in a locker room when it comes to the playing of lift every voice and sing. Now, I know publicly I haven't heard any players, white, black or whatever in the NFL, come out and criticize the NFL for playing the song. And I believe that the NFL is doing this on purpose. Because if some some player comes out and criticizes the playing of lift every voice and sing. You know, the mainstream media is going to crucify them. They are. Now, me, myself, I'm not in the NFL. I don't care what people think of me. But these players, trust me, they I believe for the most part, they want to stand in good graces with the media and the narrative. But something is telling me, folks, that. Many of these NFL players, the black players, they don't agree with this, but they won't come out and publicly say it. I don't believe they will. Whitlock argued that football Sundays in America used to be a day of unconditional unity until the league involved itself in politics by kissing the ring of the BLM movement. Now, I remember when I was a kid, folks. We would go to church, we'd get out of church, and then we would come go home or go to somebody's house and watch the NFL, watch football games on Sundays. It was great. But now the NFL is in bed with Black Lives Matter. Now, folks, my opinion is if you are a Christian, if you believe in God, you cannot agree with the agenda of Black Lives Matter. Is anti-God, is anti-male, is anti-fathers. They don't like fathers in the home. They took that off of their website, but that's the way they feel. Thomas also spoke to Whitlock about the intentions of America's founding fathers, which was not to box people by skin color, but to bring an entire population together under one umbrella. Whitlock described the interview with Thomas as a journey since the former NBA player was willing to challenge his background of, quote, far left thinking as a graduate from Cal Berkeley. I didn't know that um, Isaiah Thomas, you know, had a far left thinking point. I mean, I didn't know his politics or anything like that. Quote, some of what you hear will be like, wow, I totally get it. I agree, he said. And then. You'll you're here like, well, this is a man at odds with himself. So he's absolutely right, guys. Why is it that the NFL wants to be in bed with Black Lives Matter? 
I mean, does Roger Goodell not know the rhetoric that BLM has been preaching out there? Did Roger Goodell just, you know, go blind and not hear anything, not hear, hear and see all the stuff that BLM was out there doing in the street? I know people are going to say, well, well, the movement is different from um, from the organization. No, it's not. It's one and the same. The lingo is the same. All of it is. They're talking about equity. I mean, they they want the government just to give you something for nothing. This is the Marxist agenda, folks, to divide us by racial lines. I'm not on board with this. I'm not on board with this whatsoever. And Jason Willard is 100 percent right. The NFL is bending over backwards for Black Lives Matter and Marxism. This same thing that the NBA did and the NBA really, really crushed their brand. Now, last season, the NFL. They got woke, but they backed off this season. They're out there giving us two anthems before every single game. The NFL had a chance to really, really recover based off what they did with last season. Put the names of criminals on the back of the head. Uh, social justice messaging. No, they want to double down and clearly say this anthem is for you people, which is black people. The national anthem really isn't for you guys, even though the national anthem is for everyone. It's colorblind. The national anthem is for American citizens. And last time I checked, folks, I'm an American. I stand for the national anthem. There is no black national anthem in my book. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, black and white sports fans, NFL week two is going on right now. The early games are going on right now at the moment. Most of the games are in the third quarter right now. Uh, the Patriots right now, I believe they're up like 20 to three over the Jets. The Jets have turned over the ball uh, four times. But we're going to be talking about a former Patriot. And I'm talking about Cam Newton. Remember Cam Newton, the quarterback for the Patriots. He, he played last year for them. Did not look good whatsoever. Then the Patriots ended up drafting Matt Jones out of Alabama. And Matt Jones ended up winning the starting quarterback job over Cam Newton. And as of right now, folks, Cam Newton, two weeks into the NFL season, he does not have a team. He doesn't have a team. But apparently, guys, Cam Newton is ready for game day. The problem is... Cam Newton doesn't have a team and we've actually done videos on this. Apparently no team is interested in Cam Newton. I mean, he's 32 years old. That's not too old for a quarterback, even though his body would actually say he's more like 38. That's a problem. He's not a very accurate quarterback. Never has been. 
So teams have pretty much checked out on Cam Newton. And I do believe, folks, this could really end up being the end for Cam Newton. Now, Cam Newton put up a, um, a Instagram live uh, video last week, actually YouTube video. That's what it was. He actually has a YouTube channel uh, talking about how he was cut from the Patriots because, you know, he would have been a distraction to Matt Jones with him uh, basically being over the shoulder of Matt Jones. It wouldn't have been a good situation. But Cam Newton, I guess he's going to start making these uh, Sunday Instagram posts every Sunday because I don't believe any team is going to be calling. Check this out. Cam Newton dressed up on game day. No team, no problem. Well, so let's check this out, man. Cam Newton in this picture here. He's dressed up for game day, but not in a uniform. Okay, you can see there. Looking pretty dapper right there. He he does. Couple of more uh, pictures. He has a lot of ties right there. I guess he's going through his collection don't see a football helmet. Don't see a football jersey. Now, I'm not into the hairstyle right there. That's a little bit wild for me, but uh, I'm balding. So I guess maybe I'm just a little bit jealous here. I can't grow my hair out anymore. I'm thinning a lot. Not ashamed to say it. It is what it is. It happens as you get older. Now, you can see him here with his fedora. Did, did the man cut a hole inside his hat? I mean, why destroy the fedora? To, I don't even know what you call this. What do you call that on his hair? I have no idea. No idea whatsoever. But uh, check this out. It says, among the things that Cam Newton enjoyed last year in New England was his meticulous um, attention paid towards choosing an outfit for game day. Even though he's no longer with the Patriots, the weekly tra- tradition has resumed. Newton posted to Instagram on Sunday morning, sharing a series of photos and a video of him getting dressed in a rather snazzy suit, complete with bow tie and custom hat. Okay, so it had to be a custom hat. He cut a hole in it. Quote, I mean, this goes without saying, but this wouldn't would it would have been my game day outfit. But you know the story. Newton said with a shrug and a smile. But one thing's for sure. Two things for certain. I'm blessed. I'm always going to be blessed. And I'm fresh, always going to be fresh. And as always, I say, and and as I always say, I should say, one finger, one pinky, one thumb, one love. And his caption uh, read, no team, no problem, but you still going to get this gleaming drip. And you can see him right there walking down his stairs right there. Hopefully the man is actually working out. I don't I don't know why he uses uh, this kind of a um, format on the words. I've seen that before. Not my thing. OK, just not my thing right there. So what do you guys think of this? Cam Newton showing up in his game day outfit. But uh, there is no game day for Cam Newton. No game day whatsoever for Cam Newton. So he's I guess he's just going to be posting this week after week after week. Uh, do you guys actually think a team is going to be calling him? This season, I highly, highly doubt it. Ron Rivera, who actually coached Cam, I'm pretty sure Cam is familiar with his system, doesn't want anything to do with Cam Newton. And I believe this is going to continue. I don't think any team is actually going to sign him. 
Um, I believe the jab has a lot to do with that, that as well. In addition to diminishing skills from Cam Newton. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Cam Newton showing up in his dapper game day attire, but not the attire you would expect an NFL quarterback to be in. No jersey, no pads, no helmet. I guess he's just wearing Brooks Brothers suits or something like that. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.